welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of August 11th, 2019. This is episode 53. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucas, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. And remember, whenever you're planning your next Disney park vacation, or you just don't know where to start, do what I do. Contact Destinations with Character Travel, the official travel partner of the Disney Marvels podcast. You can email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com or visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that you heard about them through the Disney Marvel podcast. And now, for the news. The NBA experience, a one-of-a-kind environment where guests of all ages can enter the world of professional basketball, officially opened its doors on August 12th at Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. In collaboration with the NBA, Disney Imagineers developed NBA experiences as a -a one-of-a-kind environment packed with 13 interactive elements and hands-on activities across 44,000 square feet and two floors giving fans a chance to feel like they are their favorite NBA superstar. Also at Walt Disney World, they announced that it um, it will serve as the official host for the 2022-2022 Special Olympics USA Games, which will take place at the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex from June 5th through June 11th, 2022. And we'll be back after these messages. And now, on with the show. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, happy haunts materialize, and begin to vocalize, grin bringing ghosts come out to socialize. When hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, wherever candlelight flickers, When the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Those are the opening words to the Haunted Mansion song, or the intro to the ride. This ride, this attraction, has become such a staple. It's now celebrating its 50th, 50th year in Disney parks. Starting in, obviously, Disneyland. Not when Disneyland opened, but obviously sometime later. But it was a Keystone attraction that was added, and not so simply. It's still one of Disney's most beloved rides. It's also, it's even considered more or less a rite of passage for Disney park goers and Disney fans. But this ride took over 15 years to build. It was actually even two different rides at first. Um, One being a walkthrough ride, and the other one um, something slightly different. And eventually the Imagineers were able to pull it all together. So, where do we begin with this? Where do we begin with a Haunted Mansion? Well, we have to go back. Way, way back to 1954. 
originally the map where Disneyland was drawn is pre- uh, was presented as okay this is a concept of what Disneyland will look at and this was done by Imagineer Harper Goff though not originally part of the opening the Magic Kingdom there was a haunted house or um, type of building on the on the map and so it was there kind of from the beginning even though it wasn't actually there um, it was concept it was uh, perceived that in the the one corner off the the main street area was this old abandoned creepy looking house with bats flying around it and whatnot I think it was a graveyard off of it and then years later uh, when they did the New Orleans Square edition and put in uh, pirates this was pr- there was a promotion that was going to have a walk through Haunted Mansion so Imagineer Ken Anderson was assigned to create the story around Hopper Goff's drawing and so he came up with the, this idea of a sea captain who and this is being very um, Disney family friendly of course a sea captain who killed his wife and then himself so obviously Walt rejected that and was looking for new new ideas for a rundown antebellum type of uh, manner standing there um which in fact he said uh, we'll take care of the outside and let the ghosts take care of the inside so Walt was uh, Walt showed off two concept attractions during the airing of Disneyland's 10th anniversary show so 10 years into Disneyland uh, Walt is still talking about this place and if you watch the the show um, you can find it on DVD or probably even online He's taking um, one of Disneyland's ambassador, um, I forget her name, but she was, he referred to her as Mrs. Tencennial, because uh, he kept on returning to the, uh, the anniversary, the Tencennial anniversary of Disneyland. And he was, she was uh, walking her through a lot of different attractions that they were working on, one of being pirates, it's uh, some other stuff, we had Mary Blair in there was doing some decorations, and then the other one was um, two different haunted mansions, was, uh, the um, Supernatural, so he had Mark Davis showing off his work for, um, with picture changing portraits and stretching rooms for the House of Illusions. Or the Haunted Mansion in Supernatural, as Walt called it. And then you had Roly Crump along in, uh, in the room. Where he was showing off some of his stuff that he was working on. Like, there was a ghost who was playing an organ. For their Museum of the Weird. So, these are both two different attractions. And like I said, there were going to be more walkthrough type of things. They were, uh, just kind of originally how Pirates was too. Pirates of the Caribbean was supposed to be an injury, uh, initially a walkthrough, kind of a wax museum type of thing. And eventually they got the idea for the boat ride and, and worked on that. But the Haunted Mansion didn't come along quite so easily. So the walkthrough, they, when they were building New Orleans Square, they actually built the show building. 1963. So the building was there, but just lay dormant. There was a sign left at the gate, though, promoting the upcoming walkthrough attraction. And according to um, sources, according to Jim Hill, actually, I think he's mentioned that the sign outside said, uh, Ghosts to apply for jobs was what was written on the sign. Um, and this is how they promoted the upcoming attraction. But even at that, 
the attraction wasn't actually being wasn't really ready to be built. The Imagineers struggled with a um, with a dilemma of should it be a scary attraction? Should it be a silly attraction? Um, one camp, you know, wanted to be it's a haunted mansion. We need to be scary. The other camp, you know, it's Disneyland. We don't do scary. We want something a little, you know, it should be sillier for the for the younger guests. And again, still going with this needs, you know, it's a walkthrough attraction. So, you know, how do you pace a walkthrough attraction? A Someone will walk you from room to room and different things will be happening. A hand will swipe at you and almost Scooby-Doo-ish like, I guess, in some ways that you kind of think of it. Production was held up uh, due to the 64-65 World's Fair. Slowed things up. All focus was put onto the World's Fair. And... You know, all the attractions, other non-World's Fair issues, Walt said, okay, we're not dealing with that right now because, well, World's Fair takes precedence. So, in production and work on it just kind of came to a stop. And then December 15th, 66, as the dark day in Disney history, that's when Walt passed away. So, obviously nothing was really getting done at that point. Um... And everyone, unfortunately, at that point, you know, Walt's company is often called a company with a bunch of lieutenants and no generals. Walt ran everything, and everyone let you know. Walt called the shots, and then when Walt passed away, well, who who's going to lead us? Who's who's coming up with the ideas, and who's who's making these decisions? And no one was ready to take over. So that just really slowed things up as well. So additional delays and productions of attractions and different stuff. Later, Imagineer uh, Xavier Encino, uh, everyone called him Max, combined also with um, Davies and Crump, so he combined the two ideas. He was the one that said, you know, well, we have this, we have the House of Illusions, and we have the um, Supernatural attractions why can't we make them one attraction and people thought about it okay why not this is that's an idea let's see if we can do that and also to uh increase ride capacity and slow things you know kind of pace things better than a, a walk through attraction something that they learned during the 64 65 world's fair something they came up with was the omni mover and they use them at the World's Fair for the uh, the Ford exhibit and a few other things. Instead of like the the water rides for a Small World and eventually Pirates, let's use this Omni Mover technology to direct our guests to see what we want them to see and move them at the pace that we want them to move at. And that's when things started to click. So we're going to get silly and scary at the same time. We're going to pace the guests to move through to make it a higher capacity ride. A walkthrough, obviously, by nature, is not a high capacity ride because you kind of move at your own pace. Even if you're guided along, so you go to one room, a group of people will go to one room, say 20 people, and whatever happens happens and then you have to move that people to the next room and that all takes time and it's a very low capacity type of attraction and at this point Disneyland's starting to pick up and more and more people are going so you need to increase capacity you need to increase how many people could go through a ride and at what kind of rate so the Omni Movers was a big addition 
um, and a, a changing idea of it. And then, of course, comes the music, the soundtrack to it, which was written by Buddy Baker and X. Um, X also had worked on Yoho, Yoho, A Pirate's Life for Me for the Pirates of the Caribbean tra um, attraction. Who, he was actually initially an animator. And it was Walt himself who'd gone to X and said, you know what, I want you to write music. Well, and X is like, Walt, I'm, I'm, I'm an animator. I'm not, I don't write music. Walt goes, no, you know what, I think you'd be good at it. And if Walt told you he thinks you were going to be good at something, you, you did it because you, it's Walt. You don't argue with Walt. So that's, you know, X got into the music end of stuff. So he, he helped create the, the soundtrack for, for the Haunted Mansion. And as they worked on it, they decided to give it that little extra supernatural ability, the little extra edge and strangeness to it to make it kind of not sound right, but still sound, you know, uh, tolerable. They recorded the music backwards which is what gives it its eerie sound. Then eventually, the Disneyland version opened 1969, and the Walt Disney World one was an opening attraction in 1971. Disneyland's has some interesting features to it, where it's a completely different outside of building. It's more of that uh, New Orleans-style uh, appearance. And the organ in it, in the, the ballroom scene, is actually a recycled set piece and you've seen it before it is the organ from the 20,000 leagues under the sea um, they actually even did originally besides the animatronics and the uh, peppers ghosts and special effects they even did have live actors in the original version for, for a short period of time it didn't last long they would have a cast member or somebody dress up as a uh, suit of armor and kind of terrorize guests that way a little bit uh, but eventually that went away, and we just were left with the the illusions and the um, and the animatronics. Um, the narrator, your ghost host, is none other than Paul Fris, Fries, um, who is the voice of Boris uh, Bednov from Rocky and Bullwinkle. So Boris is the narrator for the Haunted Mansion. He does the voice of. I guess you could say that's Gracie's, Master Gracie's voice, um, who narrates you through the attraction and introduces you when you walk in. Um, so you got a lot of nice little different things in, in this attraction. Um, you still have some of their best kept secrets as far as special effects and tricks. A lot of people have figured out how the Pepper's Ghost, the ballroom scene and some of that stuff works unfortunately thanks to the internet things are a lot easier to find out nowadays or people get access to things they're not supposed to because a lot of, everybody's got cameras on them um so that stuff is now a little less uh, less of a secret but it, it's still out there. it's still it still works it's still impressive it's still just classic it's still just an attraction that you go on and you can just keep going on and seeing new stuff. There's just so much detail. And, you know, they keep updating it. Like in Walt Disney World, you have the one tombstone outside that it's Leota's tombstone. And the face on it, if you look very closely, very quickly, you'll see that the eyes move. And that it, it, it's not just a statue. Um, there, there is an eerie presence to it. And... Speaking of those tombstones, 
that they even have special little you know hitting jokes and messages on them or references to imagineers who worked on the attraction on the in the disney world version on the exit side of the attraction you go past the pet cemetery but if you look deep within the pet cemetery up on the hill you'll see a statue of mr toad this is in reference to the lost uh, mr toad's wild ride attraction that we had that uh, now has been taken the place of well, Winnie the Pooh, the Winnie the Pooh attraction. So there's references there to it, um, but throughout the attraction, there just there's, there's so much detail, so much to see, and they, you know, they make little tweaks and update, update stuff. That again, it just remains a classic and fantastic ride, and to think that it took them. It took 15 years for this all to come together. And it was two different ideas. Two completely, you know, in some ways Epcot was two different ideas. And look, what came together and become one park. Without the Walt, without Walt, the Imagineers struggled to bring this all together. But in the end, in the end, they got it done. They were able to make it all work. And it's still such a beloved ride. Uh, where I was just there at the parks we made sure that was one of the rides that we went on and everyone enjoyed it uh, the, all the kids from whatever age and like I said at the beginning it's a rite of passage ride it's definitely a rite of passage it's one of those that it's not tied to an IP well there's the Eddie Murphy movie but we won't you know get into that but initially initially there was no IP to it um, it was its its standalone story, and it still held strong. Now, granted, there's haunted mansions around the world. Um, the one in Paris is Phantom Manor. That is something same but different. Um, so there, there's different variations of it um, according to the culture that it's being placed into. It's versatile that way. Because, again, it's not attached to an IP. So if you need to tweak it, you can without having to mess with the source material. And I think in some ways that people do miss that in an attraction, uh, missing the original story attractions and not having it necessarily tied to an IP. But at the same time, to be able to sell something that isn't attached to an IP, it just makes it that much much harder on the business end for Disney to do. Because you have to sell an original idea, something that people are not familiar with when they walk into the gates, and you don't want to give away too much. So how do you sell something like that? Where you know you have something tied to an IP, you have a familiarity, you already have a sense of kinship, of knowing what this attraction is or what to expect with the characters. You know the characters going in. Haunted Mansion, you don't know the characters, and that's led to some debate of what is the story that you're seeing as you go through? What's the narrative of this attraction? And there's been, like I said, many different ones. And some of that has kind of stayed the same. That stayed with it. The sea captain killing his wife. Okay, that's not the case now. It's more about a murderous wife that's gone through multiple husbands. And you follow that through. But if you watch the attraction, that, that isn't only in a small section of it. The, the Haunted Mansion movie kind of leads along that way in some aspects. 
but still doesn't fully take in the you know that whole thing that, that takes a different narrative it's, you still have some of the main characters master gracie and then you have the um the singing ghosts the singing tombstones and the hitchhiking ghosts a little bit but well what's the hitchhiking ghost story you know we we don't have that because we don't have a outside IP that was a separate IP that belongs to a movie that kind of told us all this information going in. So it leads some some speculations, but sometimes that leads to the fun of it. It's just like the pirates before the pirate movies came out. You know, you didn't understand the whole, you know, you you kind of got the narrative going through, but you don't understand the full story and some of the original story or the original concepted story has been lost over time. Um, you know, lack of telling, lack of interest, and just going different directions. And but that's okay. At least for the time when they were built, that was okay. Nowadays, everyone wants to know everything and researching everything and looking everything up on wiki, whatever, and changing stories around, changing narratives, and insisting a narrative going this way and this is the only way it could be. But why can't we just enjoy a ride for a ride? And Haunted Mansion is a prime example. 50 years later, it still has long lines. It's still as popular as ever. It's still just a fantastic attraction without having to be a thrill ride. Without having to, It's a, a fantastic family attraction that everyone is allowed to ride and enjoy and still packs the people in. Um, and has a chicken exit. For anybody who is looking for a chicken exit, there is one on there. So what is your thoughts of the Haunted Mansion? What, what is, do you like it? And if so, what's your favorite part about it? Please let us know. Tell us on the social. Shout it out on Facebook or Twitter. Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Again, that's Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Or on Twitter at Disney Marvels. Again, the Twitter handle is at Disney Marvels. You can also email the show, which is Disney Marvels at gmail.com. Again, the email is Disney Marvels at gmail.com. Or you could leave a voice message uh, through the Anchor app. And you can also you know, becoming the YouTube channel. You could send messages over there or check out the content over there. Many ways to connect and keep up with the show. And I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days, how precious everything is. We don't have 15 years to be able to get something done. We have not even 15 minutes. And just life keeps us busy, keeps us going. And the fact that you're spending this little time with me, uh, with my show, and just catching, keep going with the podcast from day, week to week, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, if I could just ask you to take a couple minutes out, if you know, either... If you could please go onto the iTunes app and rate the show, that's fantastic. That would be fantastic. It really helps the show out. It lets people know. It really helps keep the show going. Um, if that's um, maybe a little too much, you don't use iTunes or whatever, just tell people. If you tell other people about the show, um, that wor that even works just as well. You know, There's this great uh, show out there that talks all about everything Disney. Um, you know, Check it out. So the more people in the family, the better. Don't forget to subscribe to the shows. This way you always know when a new episode is posted, whenever I put them out there. Um, and while you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber. You help keep the lights on. Help keep the show going. Um, you can do this over at anchor.fm slash Disney Marvels slash support. 
Again, that's anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support to become a premium subscriber. The link is in the show notes. And remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you're considering planning your next Disney vacation, do what I do. Contact Destinations with Character Travel Agency, the Disney earmarked agency that specializes in Disney cruise, resorts, vacations, Alani, all sorts of Disney type of vacations, or any vacations really. It can get you anywhere. With over 50 years of experience in the travel world, they are the family that you want to contact. And you, you visit them at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them info at destinationswithcharacter.com. And the web address is www.destinationswithcharacter.com. And the email address is info at destinationswithcharacter.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them here on the Disney Marvel Podcast. Whatever you're facing out there, whatever troubles, difficulties, questions, confusions, rigors of life that are bringing you down or just putting walls up that you feel are unscalable don't give up don't give in don't don't let those things stop you because inside of you there is a light there is a strength that only you have and you can it will help you overcome it be your own hero and never give up never give in and I'll end today's show with a quote from Walt Disney. Get a good idea and stay with it. Dog it and work it till it's done and done right. That's Walt Disney and that, that explains a lot of the stuff that they do. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us.